Pitham, a creator and entrepreneur. And I'm Danielle Alexandra, a stylist and content creator. And we are In, in Case, Case You, you Haven't Heard podcast. podcast. We're giving you the behind the scenes and an inside scoop of what really goes down. So you know exactly what the fuck is going on. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of In Case You Haven't Heard. It's your girl, Danielle. And it is your girl, KP, live from my bedroom. Guys, this is going to be an intimate conversation today. (laughs) Just kidding. I just really wanted the change of scenery, and it's a little bit later here. So I thought, fuck it. Let's sit on our beds, get comfortable. I mean, we're having a pretty fun conversation so I feel like it'll be a chit chat and it's more comfortable to do. Yeah, suitable for the bedroom. Suitable for the bedroom. Not too sexy, guys. Don't get your head in the wrong place now. <laughs> in the gutter. In the gutter. But like, look at me, Danielle. I look so cozy. I'm like pink sheets, pink tie-dyed tracksuit right now. And, it, you know, I just feel like a girly girl. <laughs> and I'm just in my athleisure wear because I just got back from a walk. Mm. I always feel like Mondays go by. We're recording this on a Monday today and I feel like they go by so quickly. By the time it's like midday afternoon, I guess it's late afternoon right now. I feel like I still have so much to do and there's nothing. The left. day's already over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happens, honestly. So in a previous solo episode, by solo I mean Danielle and I without a guest, um, which was Life After Quarantine, um, you guys really enjoyed that type of episode where we kind of just had a conversation, chatted about some things that affect both Danielle and I that are super relevant with the times and that you guys, I guess, resonated with. Um, so we wanted to bring you guys another one of those episodes today. And we are going to categorize this in the relationship category um because i think we're going to start adding those kind of titles to the episode so you guys can know what you're going to get into when you listen to that type of episode versus you know what you would get from an interview um so i'm excited about today's episode danielle if you want to maybe get them into it So today we are going to talk about living with your partner and how that could maybe make or break your relationship. We're going to dive into our different views, the pros and cons and everything in between. So yes, I am very excited as well for this episode. Obviously, I do live with my boyfriend and during quarantine we were together and I know Christina lives with a roommate, but we're going to be strictly talking more about relationships so like being in a relationship with your partner and living with them not necessarily a roommate relationship yeah totally because I think like there's so much to cover on this topic and although I'm not speaking from personal experience I'm speaking um from I think a different perspective um based on like you know some information that I've gathered from some of my friends um on the topic that I think is going to be very different to Danielle's experience so obviously guys she's still in the relationship so hers is very successful her living situation so whether she has tips for us or she just kind of explains like how things work or like why things work I think it'll be interesting for us to kind of analyze but by no means is it easy all the time I have to just say that (laughs) disclaimer (laughs) disclaimer yeah I don't want you guys thinking that it's like oh yeah it works and it's always like so easy and happy and and like we kiss like 17 times a day because we just love each other so much and like honestly (laughs) 
She's like, mostly it's like, mostly it's like passive aggression. (laughs) No, no, I I don't want to say it because I sound rude, but it's like mostly like my boyfriend will come and kiss me or like try to be like touchy like totally in the wrong moment and I'm just like oh okay can you stop like I'll be like cooking or doing something and he'll like come and it's just yeah it's just not the right time in the middle of something yeah no room for love (laughs) no room for this no time Uh, well yeah I I think that um there's definitely like pros and cons um but I think to start on this topic, it's like, what, like, what, okay, what are some pros for you for living with your partner? Like, what do you, what do you love about it? Versus maybe explain to the audience here, you guys, Danielle, you've been in a what, seven year relationship and you started living with your partner when? Like five years in. So two years ago, I guess. No. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that <laughs> no uh, so, so the elaborate pros and cons, a little bit when here. you were when you were saying the pros I was like thinking in my head crickets you're like there's no, nothing no, <laughs> no well kidding, you can split expenses you get to be with the one yeah you love all the no time, of course and you can all share the dog. time <laughs> yeah exactly and I think too like it's nice to if you want to hang out with somebody you can at all times versus having to like go out and physically go on a date or like meet the person or maybe coordinate your schedules I mean obviously we're not spending all the time together but but when we want to we can and if we don't want to then like I'm also fine with not you know what I mean like being in separate rooms is not like a weird thing to it's not like we're always together um Mm -hmm. and then I also feel like something that is important to me is identifying like quality time together because something that can be really hard is like I don't consider just because we're like sitting on this couch in the same room as like spending time with each other Mm -hmm. so I think you just have to be really clear with the person that you're with like what you consider to be quality time because for example for like Michael my boyfriend like he thinks or he considers if we're like sitting on the couch together and watching a movie or like watching tv as like time spent together when I don't necessarily always consider it it to be the case um and you know we can go into this a little bit later on in the episode but I think it's important to identify um what your sort of expectations are when living with someone um from the beginning yeah well let's start on what you just said so I think the point that you brought up is super important because when you live with your partner there's no there's less intentionality when it comes to hanging out and because you're always together you don't put as much effort into you know seeing each other as you would if you were living apart so that's definitely I mean I think that would be a con right because I mean not even a con it's just like the reality of the situation but I think that's something that has been brought up to me as like a concern you know of 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 some people that I know who like live with their partner it's like well we kind of have to like be more intentional and put more of an effort in to specifically like make time to hang out so especially with the pandemic you know 
you and your partner who are living together are two separate people with separate lives but just happen to be doing literally every single thing in the same space eating sleeping working out working everything and then you on top of that now you have to like figure out a way to like make this like time spent together a different experience but in the same space so like of course it's difficult right and I think there is something to be said about couples who maybe weren't together or weren't living together before the pandemic and then have successfully made it out (laughs) alive and well because it's hard I mean how's your experience like 24 7 being with them for you well I think in general you have to have an idea of how the person is going to be before moving in with them like I think you if you're with someone for a little bit of time or if you're moving in with someone maybe early on in the relationship you might not know these details but for me it's important to know kind of how that person is before moving in with them because then you can kind of like create I know it's not necessarily great to say like an expectation yeah. <laughs> or something in your mind but like you can kind of like get the idea of what it's going to be You can prepare like yourself. With, you can prepare yourself <laughs> or at least like have a sense of like how it might be mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of going into it with blinders on and then maybe I mean either way it could always work out to be different than what you thought yeah but I think if you're if you have sort of a perception of what it might be it's easier once you're in it Um, and then in terms of being with someone all the time yeah for me I don't necessarily like that Um, I prefer having my own space and then having intentional interactions as opposed Mm. to like kind of what I said before like I don't consider watching a movie or watching tv together um so how did you know that Michael was gonna be like okay to live with like you travel a lot together like what's your like you're like oh he has these habits like I know he'll be cool it was mostly from traveling uh, with each other although it's a different it is different to travel with someone versus to live with someone. Oh, for sure. But I'm also like super vocal about things. Okay, go on. And this is good. We love a direct woman. Yes, but then it, it's a difference between being direct and then it actually <laughs> happening. So okay, okay. I'm very direct, but like there are still things that at the beginning, like I was, I got really annoyed about because, but I'm sure like maybe we can go find him and he can come on and chat about it but like I'm very particular about things that probably bother him and things that he does bother me and I think that's normal for people who are living together but like Mm -hmm. at the beginning of living together is like when you should be able to work all those little things out like how much time do you think you should give it to like warm up to each other's habits and then obviously developing some sort of compromise with some and you know learning how to deal with the others (laughs) like three months okay I think that's a good time I would I would say three months and I would say three even to six months because if you think about it like either that person has been living alone or living with a roommate and you don't really know or maybe even with their family and you don't really know what habits that they've been accustomed to it picked up yeah so yeah. i think it's important to sort of 
adapt to their not only like selfishly for like okay they have to adapt to you but then also like you kind of have to adapt to them so it it's not only Mm -hmm. like okay how can we maybe divide the tasks or how can we maybe um if I prefer to do something this way can I let it go and just yeah yeah like letting go (laughs) yeah like the number one thing you need to learn when you live with someone just let it don't go. hold on so tight to the, yeah. the way you like to do things and just accept that it will have to be different <laughs> and it's well it's, it's also like do you want it done it, it kind of comes goes back to launch and well this is like tasks or like launch and <laughs> yeah no but those are the things that you don't think about that will actually bother you at least for someone like me like a personality like me that like ha- i have Danielle's such super type a for you yeah for those of you listening <laughs> And you're not, you're type B. But for me, like things like that really bother me. Like even to the point of like loading a dishwasher or like putting things where they're supposed to go. Like if if at the front door you have all this shit everywhere, like no, put your shoes away, put your keys away, like put everything away. Like I don't want to see it. I was going to be a really good mom. You guys all (laughs) Or not, I don't know. (laughs) But I mean, so. (laughs) Okay. So it's it's one of those things where it's like either I let it go, which I have done, because then I have to do it all, or against her will, or yeah, or uh, either the option A is I do it all, or B I let it go and some tasks are maybe like done halfway or however he wants, <laughs> but at least they're done. It's like launch and pivot, you know yeah okay so for me when okay so I haven't lived with someone romantically but there's the way that I can kind of navigate I think um if they would be someone that I'd be able to withstand living with or I guess compliment living with or would compliment living with me is you I don't even I don't necessarily think traveling because I mean you can travel really well with someone but like you don't know like how organized they are and this and that right so I think those are that's another compatibility test but when it comes to like living with someone I feel like you're aware based on like certain things that they do say you're like dating someone and or you're seeing someone and you know you stay over you kind of get a gist on like how they would be to live with based on like their way of like organizing their room and stuff like that so to give an example that's true say you're there for a weekend okay say you don't live in the same city or whatever you're there for like two days throughout the two days do they let the cups and like dishes pile up in the room you know do they make their bed um versus like I think something that I like because I'm type b is looking for like type a qualities like are they a little bit add and like totally flip their room around while like you're in the shower and you come back out and like all your stuff is piled up into like you know like little piles on the bed or like in the kitchen and they're like cleaning everything up from the night before and they don't just leave it like things like that I think are super um telling no I think I agree I I I agree with what you're saying and I think that's a really good advice for someone who is maybe in a dating situation or they're in a relationship and they want to move in with someone how are they acting in those situations is definitely telling to how they are going to be when living with them because I'm trying to also think of like at the beginning for example like my boyfriend never really made his bed until I like told him like no you need to make your bed 
Okay. You know, so when he would stay over my place from when we were dating, he would make the bed because I would be like, no, it, I make the bed every morning. So if I'm not there to make the bed, can, can you do it? So from that, from that point, like now, if, if I'm like, if he's the last person to get up, he'll make the bed. And because I also like, I'm just trying to think about it. Like, because I also, he gets up before me, he'll like make his side of the bed because I don't move that much. So he'll like make his side. Yeah. Those are little things that you can also, I don't want to say train, but those are also things that you can like bring up and then sort of relearn together. And I love that. I love the way, I think that just goes to show like why you guys are compatible to live together because he knows what it means for you. And then because of that, he's put in like a conscious effort to like make you know, to do his share of, of the tasks. Um, when do you think it's too soon to move in with someone? Like, is there too soon? Because I have a, I have a pretty have like a theory, strong opinion on this for myself. <laughs> I guess I don't really have too strong of opinion of if it's too, like if it's too soon or when the mm-hmm. right time is because I feel like every relationship has its own. Um, speed of movement or like Mm -hmm, progression mm -hmm. (laughs) so I don't necessarily think I want to say like I don't necessarily think I want to say x is too soon if you are if you feel like it's something that um can benefit the relationship I think it's always like moving with the relationship so if you feel like it's something that can benefit the relationship then I would say try it but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day if it's just going to complicate things then I would say maybe it's too soon so not so much of a timeline but more so of a feeling of okay is this going to benefit us or is this going to break us potentially and I feel like you you know that in your heart right I think so because the thing is like see I personally think it's also very situation dependent as well it's like say like you're already dating and then your lease is ending in three months and his lease is ending in four months and then you both might want to take the relationship to the next level you might want to save on rent or living expenses or whatever the case may be then it's like why not it's like oh you didn't plan for it okay we've only been dating for like five months but like I think it's okay I think it just really again depends on yes the speed to which your relationship has progressed and where you stand because I don't I don't think it's black and white at all and I think it is really dependent on on who you're with um but then there's also cons to that because you lose privacy when you live with someone, right? I mean, I'm sure you can speak on that. Like, I live with a flatmate, roommate, uh, whatever you guys want to call it. And when I go into my room, like, I don't have to think about him coming in here. You know, like, I know that I'm in here. No one's going to come in here and interrupt me. So I can do whatever I want in here without having to worry. Whereas if you're living with a partner you share I mean for the most part you're sharing the same room and all the same spaces and like you both have the same you know authority to like go in and come out wherever and whenever you please so like do you worry about that like do you worry about like oh like I want to go masturbate and then you're like what if he comes in no but I I would (laughs) never do that you know like no you would never masturbate I would never like (laughs) no I I guess I guess I don't really worry too much about privacy, but at the same time, 
in our relationship Mm -hmm. we aren't very private in the sense of like i pee with the door open and like i've been doing that since we were dating and Mm. like i'm we're not really too concerned like we have two different bathrooms (laughs) so that also helps um so like for privacy issues if we're worried about that then like that's kind of separate um obviously we share the same bedroom but i don't think we would ever be worried about like privacy issues like everything is pretty out in the open for us so maybe i would say if you are worried about those kinds of things like i wouldn't even know what to do you think that's indicative that it's like not maybe, the right because fit? i wouldn't i that is not even something that i i would think of is like worrying about my privacy what if I don't know like there's some things you're just like oh can you like get out of my space like I just need to do this alone or is he just so mindful of the boundaries which is like a whole other topic very important though I think that plays a key role in like being able to live together but is he just so maybe aware of your boundaries that like you never have to you know come across that as an issue thinking about when if I want to kind of be alone for a bit it's either like I'll go off like we'll go to separate rooms kind of thing like he'll go into the spare room and like let's say play video games and I'll go into the bedroom or into the living room and kind of relax and be on the computer by myself and I don't necessarily think that we we just kind of have that understanding that if if we're doing separate things it's we're doing separate things and then if I'm like maybe like cooking dinner or we're having like we always usually have dinner together so that's something that we always do pretty much every single night unless you know in normal circumstances we maybe like go out for dinner with friends or we have sports to do not me him I don't do sports sports anymore (laughs) what are those (laughs) I don't do sports but to sum this all up I think it's just really important to have sort of an under a mutual understanding of like what and I feel like we've said this before it's like what is what is going to make the other person feel good about themselves and like about the relationship well I mean this is kind of touching on the love languages right it's like the fact that you considering his work day and thinking about cooking dinner because you know it'll just be nice for him because that's something that you also would appreciate in return because you have the time it's like why wouldn't you so it's it's really just considering the other person's yeah feelings and making them yeah feel the best way that they can and just make sure that your partnership is almost like at ease you know whenever it can be do you think though that like living with someone is a make or break situation like if right now you were dating and it like wasn't working do you think that it means that you could never live together or that maybe you could work it out down the line okay so here's my theory and this might be a very privileged perspective so don't judge me on it but I think you have to consider that living with someone can affect your happiness throughout your whole entire life so if the things that you're fighting about are I guess personality traits or things that affect the way that you feel about yourself and potentially your surroundings then I feel like it can break the relationship and you would never be compatible living together and the 
things that I say can potentially, and the reason why I say this is like a privileged thing to say is, for example, in my view, if cooking, cleaning, um, doing tasks around the house or something like that, if like your partner isn't contributing half and you don't want to do it, if you are privileged enough to have the money, then how to solve that problem would be to Mm -hmm. hire someone to help. Um, So I definitely think that like if it's something like that, that is of issue and you have the means to um, solve the problem in a way that's not like affecting the relationship, then I say, hey, you might be able to live with that person. Mm -hmm. However, that's not always the case. And that's why I kind of prefaced it with like, it's a privileged approach. If cooking, cleaning and doing tasks around the house make me less happy and I have the means to hire someone to help, then like, of course, that's like a problem solved in the relationship because then no Mm -hmm. one does it and no one fights about it. It's done and no one has to like resent the other person for never doing those things. Right. Right. But that's something that like I guess you have to consider if you're like willing to put up with it or potentially do it until you're able to like afford help or whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. So do you think then that if you can't then it goes back to your point about if it's you know, affecting your happiness to a degree that it's like making you live in a way that is making you feel more on edge or maybe resent the person that it wouldn't be able to be be fixed long term. I can give an example of how I've solved a problem. I enjoy cooking. So cooking for me is not a chore. I actually enjoy it. And that's part of the reason why I do the majority of cooking. So how we've Mm -hmm. solved, and my boyfriend does not like cooking at all. So how we've solved this issue is if I don't feel like cooking, we order food. Okay. So it's like if if he doesn't want to cook and I don't want to cook, then we order food. It's not like I cook Mm -hmm. every single day or I have to cook every single day. It's like when I want to cook, I cook. If he wants to cook, he can. But if not, it's mostly me because I enjoy doing it more than him. So if neither of us want to cook for the night and we're feeling tired and lazy, let's say, then the solution to the issue is or the solution to the problem would be to either order in, shop local, you know, go get some takeout, order on Uber, etc. So then ultimately, if it doesn't work in all aspects, does it do you think it means that your relationship won't succeed long term? So I think potentially it can break a relationship because if one person is consistently being the one taking the brunt of everything, tolerating the actions and just kind of putting up with the other person, that could damage or that person can become resentful. And I think that could potentially break a relationship. So it just depends on, I guess, the way that the couple is interacting or the partnership is Mm -hmm. how the partnership dynamic is but i i think too it's important to note that you are two different people so coming into a relationship you have to learn how to like accept the other person and maybe not accept some things and and build those boundaries and kind of like you said kp well we can maybe do another episode on boundaries specifically but Mm -hmm. 
it's important to just vocalize all the things that bother you at least in my opinion or that's what I like to do because I don't want them to build up like you know I want them to be out in the open and like out there and I would never want for your own personal like mental health like for it to like build up and then you eventually explode so rather than keeping not good insignificant guys. like arguments to yourself and it's not an argument and I think people m- kind of have this preconceived notion of of what an argument is I think argument is an interesting term like me telling you how I feel and saying like this is unacceptable is not an argument to me you know so Mm -hmm. to me an argument is like someone did something finite like something wrong you're raising your voice and you're you're going back and forth and for me like a discussion is very different than an argument so if I'm bringing something to your attention because I don't want to tolerate it and I don't find it acceptable like that's not really an argument that's just me being a person and telling you how I feel I think the word is definitely thrown around a lot and like whenever you have a different opinion it's often categorized as an argument which yeah is absolutely not true because then it comes down to the whole thing where you know typically I'm just using some stereotypes here the guy will be like why are you always nagging why are we always getting to a fight and you're like I'm literally just voicing my opinion like what the fuck okay so how can we live with someone successfully do what is a non-negotiable for you so I was thinking about this lately because my boyfriend snores and he snores very loudly either pardon I've, I've only dated one guy who snores and i mean we stopped dating so it is <laughs> awful that story. it is awful it's so bad you have to be drunk and like not hear them <laughs> and if i'm not I'm wearing i'm not again. wearing earplugs no like, i don't want to wear earplugs to sleep i don't want to wear earplugs <laughs> i can't Danielle, Danielle, go on, elaborate. You actually screen this on a day-to-day basis. Guys, it's awful. My one tip for dating is ask if they snore, like date one, or like in your bio. If not, not, just goodbye. (laughs) But I've even said that to my boyfriend. I was like, I wish I knew this before. That's like my one, if I'm ever single again, like the one thing I'm going to ask. But anyway, so if he falls asleep (laughs) before me, it's over. Like I can't fall asleep because it's so bad and some nights it's worse we have a humidifier we have an air purifier like we try we oh have God. dyson like spot sponsor me because of the amount of shit i bought so it's all in our room i was thinking about this because last week i one night it was so intense that i couldn't fall asleep so i went on the couch and i was thinking to myself like something when we have a house and we have the space like I would want a bedroom that I could go to if that were to ever Mm. happen because like (laughs) ain't no way I'm sleeping on the couch and some and and it's to the point (laughs) not in my house usually (laughs) when I smack him smack him usually when I like (laughs) gently (laughs) gently gently slap his face (laughs) yeah no I'll like be I'll say to him like or like I'll try to wake him up and he'll stop but sometimes it's so intense that he doesn't stop and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I was thinking to myself I would love a second bedroom to sleep in so whether it be my own room or a guest bedroom but just another bedroom that I can go to in situations like Mm. this that 
is more comfortable obviously than a couch and when we have more space I'm sure we will but I would love to hear your perspective on it because I feel like a lot of people have separate bedrooms because of this issue yes no the bedroom situation is something that I've always thought about after hearing it once I don't know where but I was like yes so when we have our own house or place obviously if there's enough room I want my own bedroom and my bedroom can have my closet and stuff in it too like and then the his bedroom or our bedroom could be where we like sleep or cuddle sorry where we cuddle and like have sex but then at least three nights a week when I need my space and guys you actually do not sleep that well with another person I don't care how in love you are like you do not sleep as well as you would by yourself because you have your own circadian rhythms you have your own patterns and like you thrive and sleep deeper and better there's science to back this okay you can go look at it and read about it if you want to find that out but you sleep better when you're by yourself so um I definitely think it's super it's true yeah no it's super important it's definitely true so that's going to be my thing. And it, I think that's so important to have a good sleep because thinking about all the things that I get annoyed about all have to do with the bedroom. Like the snoring, first of all. The second thing is that I just thought of is in the mornings when he wakes up early, he sits on the fucking bed and it like and it like makes a like a you can feel yeah. it. And it is just so irritating. Yeah, no, there's little things. I mean, for me, when you slept over you being on your laptop so late and all the blue light getting into yeah my eyes, that's like, true <laughs> f that if my partner is anything like you which maybe he will be because you're type a and apparently type a is like what complements my type but um lovely yeah yeah no i don't like i am actually honestly i'm getting my own room because i'm gonna have that red light therapy situation happening no blue light after 8 p.m goggles glasses all the bulbs change i'm gonna have like this beautiful like aura in my room okay and like just i it's happening it's happening no i definitely think (laughs) so bedroom turning me on thinking about the beauty i'll have like alone with no one else (laughs) to distract me or disturb my peace of course until you have children and then all of that is so irrelevant so exactly but I think it does help some things at least when I think about it I feel like it would help a lot yeah issues or not even issues just like help with overall like sleep also yeah tension because I think too if you don't have if you're if you're not well rested you're irritable and if you're irritable then in all aspects of your relationship it's going to be not so fun for me if I'm tired and hungry it's over yeah and if they did something to irritate you then you're just going to blame it on them so if you didn't get a like woken up by them or disturbed by them then you can't even blame it on them so it actually helps them as well for you to have your own yeah I like that and what about the own bathroom situation do you think that's like oh key key yes (laughs) very key see for me i think as long as we have two sinks separate far enough apart so i can have all my shit and he can't say anything because obviously girls have a lot of makeup and this and that then that's good but what would be even better would probably be like sinks on opposite sides of the bathroom and then there's big mirrors so like you can see each other but like you don't need to be that close you know well it's actually when we're getting ready for things that's one thing the not enough space 
being in one bathroom but i just think also for like shower toilet everything like just having separate bathrooms but i guess if you have a big enough bathroom that there's a a divide yeah then it would be okay but for me too it's like also the toilet i don't know okay well a lot of bathrooms now have the toilet is like in like a has like a separate little wall thing from the rest of the bathroom so would that be good yeah but it's not it it's not even to do with the privacy it's just like i don't even want to see it what do you mean like the smell like yeah like i just it i would rather just have separate bathrooms okay. so that we didn't have to so my parents deal with it. when and my family home so they had a big bathroom one shower there was like a jacuzzi so random and then my mom's bath uh, toilet and sink and then my dad had a separate toilet and sink so they had yeah that sounds amazing it, it honestly was amazing i guess because it's like my mom had like the whole thing but then my dad like had his like nook so like if he needed to get ready or you know go number two he had the freedom to do that in his space without them getting in each other's way and i think when they got ready for work that was a huge thing even though my dad obviously not obviously but my dad used to get up for work a bit earlier and go to work a bit earlier and would come home or would probably get ready for bed slightly after my mom but yeah it was i think that's probably the key to their relationship while we were children because they're divorced now but <laughs> it was the separate <laughs> not laughing because of that but just the way that you said it no but it also for us like michael will shower and get ready in our washroom in the bedroom but he will never go to the washroom in that in that washroom he uses the second washroom like the, the toilet guest the other toilet yeah the other toilet You're like and it's yes because if not yes I- <laughs> no because it's just it's better right it's just better for everyone what so do you think his uses, feces are just like lingering on the toilet seat and you're just no like, no no it has nothing to do with that it's just like even for him like he's like that's my washroom or even if i go in there he's like why are you using my washroom like it's okay. just how we but the, because the shower right now how we're set up like the shower and all of our skincare all of our skincare he has like one product but my skincare <laughs> and all of my getting ready like makeup and everything is in our main washroom so yeah. I use that as my washroom and then he kind of uses the second washroom which is like the guest powder room as his toilet it's it's his toilet and Billy's bath (laughs) in in our guest (laughs) bathroom because Billy takes his baths in there so I think like the key to all of this is like or separation is key having distinct things that are not going to cross over are ultimately going to make your living situation with your partner better because then it's and one step further from that is identifying those boundaries from the beginning or as as soon as possible whether it be the first week the first month the first three months it's just ident identifying what triggers or potentially can trigger you and just yes. trying to figure out a solution from the start so open communication crisis management yes, before the problem crisis. solving not only have that open communication but that open communication will then lead to if anything bothers you to say it from the beginning because then that is like you know nipping the problem right like taking that in the bud, in the bud. <laughs> nipping it in the bud right it's a bud like a plant oh my god no way i literally thought it was bud no i'm pretty right sure now. it's nipping it in the bud 
one second. <laughs> nip it. Oh you know those things that people, yeah, it's nip it in the bud. Like like a bud, like a plant, not like a butt. Like a yeah, butt. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, now you guys, you learned something new if you also had a foreign mother who <laughs> had an accent and butchered half of the english language as you grew up so now you don't speak english as well as you could no i and <laughs> those honestly those little sayings that people say wrong i always find myself laughing at them <laughs> so many like so play many. it by like, ear instead of play it by year what other ones are there oh my god i still say yeah. that we- <laughs> <laughs> play it by ear not ear no i say ear, ear is right Ears oh, right. Yeah, okay, that's right. right. But yeah, well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And um, send us in any topics that might be along the lines of this that Gina and I can do for our solos because we want to talk about more relatable things that you guys might be going through because these are just, I think it's a fun to have an open discussion about topics that might not be commonly spoken about but that everyone or almost everyone will have to deal with at some point or another experience yeah or even topics that we might have opposing views on because I think that would be interesting too because then we can have an open conversation and kind of just be on both sides uh so you can email us or dm us directly whatever you guys want and please don't forget to subscribe if you like what you hear we love you guys and rate us five stars please and thank you yes we'll see you guys in next week's episode bye guys